We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today on the RotoWire NBA Fantasy Basketball Podcast, I'm Joan. <laughs> I'm joined. I'm joined by Brian Rosenworcel, drummer for the band Guster. Also, in my humble opinion, he is a fantasy expert. Brian, obviously, I did not uh, prepare very well for that intro. But we we did it. We got a dongle. We're starting a couple minutes late here. We got our audio fixed. Um, what's happening? I'm doing a podcast with the legendary Doctor A. Um, I couldn't be more flattered. I have a draft coming up in nine days, and we need to we need to prepare. We need to figure this out. Um, Brian, you off you often because I always try to have you on these shows. I've had you play with me in expert leagues. We've played in rock and roll leagues. You've won some of these leagues. You're very competitive in every league you've played in with me. I feel like uh, just because you're a drummer in a in a band doesn't mean that you can't talk. Uh, logically about fantasy hoops because I feel like you know as much as as anybody else. I appreciate that. I I do feel like people look to drummers in these moments. They don't know what round to draft James Harden or or Walker Kessler, and then they need to find a a guy who plays the bongos to help them figure it out. Well, yeah, I th- I think uh, well, and that's what we're gonna do today. That's what we're gonna do today. Uh, anyway, Brian, you and I have known each other since 2010. Um, we've been playing fantasy hoops together since then. We've been doing podcasts together. You've written my column for me at times when I have not been available. So I feel like I feel like uh, this is gonna this is gonna be fun. So did you? There were several things on television last night, right? There was. You could be watching the news. You could be watching playoff baseball. You could be watching NBA preseason basketball. Could have been watching Monday night football. Were you watching any of those things last night? No, I was watching the WNBA. You forgot the WNBA. I did. 
No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't watching that. I actually, I was watching, and uh, not that I wouldn't, they, they play down the street. I'm in Brooklyn um, and the games are awesome and they're packed. So I'm a big fan, but I was watching highlights of uh, Chet Holmgren against Wemby and it was awesome. Like we're watching like two future, like superstars, top 10 fantasy guys, like, I, I'm I'm buying in fully. Yeah, and I was kind of upset at the end of the night because my entire focus yesterday, as you can probably imagine, was on the Atlanta baseball team. Uh, big game. One of the craziest endings to a game I've ever seen ever any game, let alone. I have no crazy. idea what you're I have no idea what you're talking about. What happened? Uh they we caught a ball at the top of the wall with one out in the bottom of the top of the ninth up one run and Bryce Harper rounded second. Cause he thought it was going to hit the wall. I mean, money Mike made an incredible catch and then he comes up and fires the ball into the infield, misses the cutoff man and Austin Riley picks it up, throws it to first and, and gets uh, Bryce Harper out by about six inches to end the game. And the Braves are down four, nothing going into like the, the seventh inning. So. It was, I'm it, was sorry. Pretty, it was pretty dramatic. I'm sorry I missed that to watch preseason basketball. Um, but was the catch kind of up there with what I consider the most legendary at the wall catch, the Mets's Andy Chavez? <laughs> I mean, it was pretty good. He was running full speed and he had to he had to jump. Like Bryce Harper didn't think he was gonna catch it. I I didn't really think he was gonna catch it either. It was for the for the moment, and it was also the first uh, eight. What was it? Eight, uh, eight five three put out in the history of postseason baseball. That was pretty cool. Uh, all right, let's talk about Wimby uh, for a minute because Wimby only played nineteen minutes, right? <laughs> Twenty points, five boards, two steals, a block, two threes. Uh, that little layup move he hit with his eight foot wingspan under Chet was sick. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I went all in on Wimby. The 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 one mock draft I did early, I took Wimby in round two and I took Chet in round four. I feel great I mean, about. It. I think you got to reach for these guys if you want them on your team. And while they're both a little bit thin uh, physically and you know prone to get hurt i think you gotta you gotta reach because you don't want one of those teams where you got like just a bunch of old schoolers you don't want like the team that has john collins and demar Derozan and lebron james you might be competitive but you're just going to be bored out of your mind (laughs) you want to get some of these young exciting guys on your team so you're you know interested and uh invested well, that's been my whole thing we've been talking about this season is is I I like to reach for young guys around early and and I do it every year. I don't Yes, you do. Yes, I don't run do. away from it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't deny it. I don't, I don't I'm not ashamed of it. It's just what I do. And it seems like everybody else is jumping on that bandwagon too because I feel like people are reaching for Wemby and people are reaching for Chet um all over the place. And I I'm again, I'm sad I didn't I didn't tape 
the game. But then again, Chet only played 16 minutes, had 21 points, nine boards, a block, seven to 10 shooting, two three-pointers. These guys are all legs and arms out there, Brian. It's it's just like, you know, my my 16-year-old son weighs like 85 pounds. He's the skinniest person alive, 0% body fat. He's all legs and arms. And these guys are just like way taller versions of him. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't believe they put up those numbers in such a few minutes. Uh, I watched it, and yeah, they seem like the real deal. That Wemby scoop shot was the sort of shot that you've never seen anyone make. It was like Dr. J, but like uh, on this guy who's way over seven feet. Um, uh, I would say that what you achieve when you reach, and I've seen you reach, like you're, you're, you're kind of, maybe sacrificing the long-term for the short-term. What you're doing is making a statement to everyone in your draft, which is like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to have this guy on my team and I'm not willing to wait another round in case he's gone. And it kind of makes the draft more exciting, kind of sends a message to everybody in your league. Um, I respect that you do it. I've seen you do it with Trey Young. Um, I've seen you do it with Luca. Um, you just want to have your guys. You don't want to end up with people on your team that you're kind of wishy-washy about. Uh, Jalen Williams, do you is he one of your guys? Let's talk about your guys. We talked about those guys, and I assume both of those guys are your guys. They're my guys. They're everybody's guys. I think everybody, everybody is intrigued enough um, with Chet and Wimby that that they would like to have them on their team. I would assume, but. Jalen Williams was one of my favorites last year. He kind of started off really slow and kind of built uh, to crescendo over the course of the season. He kind of finished very strong and, and looks like he's going to be a big part of what the Thunder do. I mean, it's kind of crazy how many uh, fantasy studs we're looking at on the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're a team, um, you know, I had, I had SGA on all of my teams last year and he kind of carried me. He's like a real stud. Um, I've seen him go as early as third in mock drafts so far. Josh Giddy's the real deal. Chet, uh, Jalen. I mean, uh, it's really interesting when you think like a team like the Denver Nuggets, who like dominated and won the championship. Who are their fantasy guys? You have like two. Maybe Michael Porter makes three, but he's kind of like a mid. Uh, <laughs> so like, it's so weird to see. Um, like teams like uh, OKC or the Brooklyn Nets with all these potential fantasy studs and you don't know where they're going to land in like the actual um, playoff picture. Well, and I think the Spurs are kind of like that too, because you got Wemby and you got Trey, yet you, um, you know, the point guard there and you've got Devin Vassell on that team. You've got the Indiana Pacers. We know Ty Halliburton's a stud, but um, you know, Benedict Mathurin is going to be fun. They've got veterans now with Bruce Brown and guys like that. So there's, I feel like there's lots of teams that are going to be really fun in fantasy that may not be all that great in real life. But I do think that the Thunder are going to be pretty good. Um, Brian, my top 200 rankings in nine cat, my top five guys, I've got Jokic number one, Joel Embiid number two, SGA number three, Halliburton four, and Luca five. And I just threw that out there because you said 
you've seen SGA going at three. And I, to me, he can go it. He can go it too. If you're scared of Embiid. I mean, I like that you've got Halliburton four. I mean, you're you're kind of like me. You want the guys who are on the up and up. Um, you're not going to draft Anthony Davis in the first round. Um, it's like uh, I get it. I feel it. I don't know that you would actually let Luca drop to five, though. I feel like you <laughs> you feel a bond there. You feel like you have to make that statement. You'll be wearing a Luca jersey during your draft. Um, I would be surprised to see you let him drop to five. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've gotten kind of scared because I don't like the makeup of the Dallas team. And Camel and I were arguing about this the other day. He's like, oh, they're fine. They're going to make the playoffs. I mean, it's Kyrie and Luca and a bunch of guys. And I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know that Luca's. they're not going to end up tanking towards the end. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I could see there being a tank situation with Dallas um, that could cause Luca to miss time during the fantasy playoffs. And that's the only reason I ranked him there, but you're right. You know, th- those are my rankings for the people. If I'm drafting and you're there, as we've seen before, I'm probably going to take Luca, but maybe not. It depends on how, just, how many leagues I get him in. It's just amazing to have a franchise guy like that. And, to be looking at, well, what have you built around him? And it, the answer is Kyrie Irving. It's, it's just blows the mind. I mean, Christian Wood last year, Kyrie, it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, Dallas? <laughs> yeah. And now the Lakers have Christian Wood. And there was a lot of chatter on Twitter about how terrible Christian Wood is and what a bad fit he is for the Lakers. I, Oh, I've always, I've always kind of liked Christian Wood. He's always been one of my guys. He's not this year. Um, he's not on my your guys list. But I, I'm always intrigued by him just because he's a big that can shoot threes and block shots and, and do some do some fun things. But he he never really panned out quite how uh quite how I hoped he would. But yeah, he was exciting for a minute, and then he became a sixth man with unpredictable minutes, and you just couldn't really have him on your team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It makes me want to ask you, though, like if you're looking at the Lakers, where are you drafting Austin Reeves? Uh, I'm not afraid to draft Austin Reeves. It's going to be late. It's it's not going to be fifth round, I don't think. But I I do like Austin Reeves. In fact, when 
my wife and I were visiting our son when he was graduating uh, from Top Gun in somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. We were staying in this little dingy hotel and the Lakers were playing on TNT that night and Reeves hit a game winning three at like two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I like that guy. And that was, that was, I remember where I was when I decided that I was on the Reeves uh, bandwagon. So I, 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 I'm a fan. Yeah. They say that you remember where you were when you, <laughs> Well, congratulations you, on having a kid uh, graduate from the Top Gun Academy. That's pretty cool. Oh, thank cool. you. Well, when we, well, yeah, when you come across greatness, you realize where you were. I've got Austin Reeves at eighty nine in my rankings. I, if if you're if you're drafting against me, he's not going to make it there. I mean, uh, we'll see. I just kind of I I don't actually like rank my own players. I I do if I'm in a snake draft, I'll. Uh, I'll do a deep dive to see who's kind of ranked, you know, 20, 30 positions below where I am that I really have to have. And uh, he's one of those guys, LeBron's going to get hurt. Um, Reeves is going to be relied on to score. Um, All right. That's how I feel. Do you have a list of some of your guys that you like? No, I just said, I don't make lists. I just have it all up here. It's just okay. Well, bust bust out a couple of guys on your, uh, uh, you bust out a couple of your guys. Let's hear who they are. Okay. Well, here I am in Brooklyn. And I'm going to tell you that I'm drafting Jalen Brunson earlier than his <laughs> ADP. And I'm also drafting Mikal Bridges earlier than his ADP. I feel like those guys are the leading scorers on those teams. They're going to put up huge numbers. Bridges has stepped out and said, I'm the guy. Brunson's done the same thing. They're both young. Uh, it's time. What do you think? Did you notice that Jalen Brunson was the cover player for this podcast? No, I I, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. So, so that was a that was a good guess by the the Alan, the guy who puts this together. Uh, he's like Jalen Brunson is a must draft player, and, I, and it's right there on the cover of the podcast. So. Uh, and we did not tell anyone that we, we have not spoken about this. This is straight off the hip, straight yeah. uh, improv- improvisation at its finest. No, I think I both those when, guys are great. What when when that graphic happened and there was a cartoon guy dunking? I, I wasn't used to that. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know who created that or paid for it. And I feel like it's a whole nother level for you, Steve. Well, yeah, we're not playing around anymore. Yeah, we're done, clearly we're done messing around. <laughs> but uh, Mikhail Bridges, I'm a little worried about because he played so well in Brooklyn for 25 games last year, like way so well, and he's being taken in the second round almost everywhere. I think if if he was one of truly one of my guys, I felt like I had to have him. I'd almost feel like I'd have to take him at like 10, 11, or 12 in the first round. Um, to make sure I got him. So I'm a little worried about him coming back this year and either duplicating those numbers or besting them. I think it's going to be tough for him to do. Um, but, you know, the numbers he put up in Brooklyn last year were so fun. I, I'm a huge fan. 
and then Brunson took over New York. I, I as a Dallas Mavericks guy, sort of uh, that one that one hurts a little bit. It hurts because because Luca's playing with just Kyrie, uh, but yeah, um, I mean you're not going to take Bridges over uh, Steph Curry, but I would take him over Jordan Poole, and Jordan Poole's being hyped as like uh, a huge breakout this year. Do you agree with that? I've got Bridges at 23. I've got Poole at 47, and. Yeah, so I've got pool 20 spots lower than than maybe I should, but my thing with pool is I still can't figure out if pool's like a really good basketball player or just a volume scorer like uh like the guy on San Antonio Keldon Johnson where he just scores a bunch of points, you know, the, the RJ Barrett's, the Jordan Pools, the um Keldon Johnsons of the world. Yeah, they score a lot of points and you see them on Sports Center but Fantasy wise, it's a different story. So uh, I, I agree. And I would put in that category the Utah backcourt. It's a really puzzling backcourt for me. You've got like, you've got Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson as your one, two. Is that right? Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I, I'm used to those guys giving you kind of volume scoring and empty stat lines. Um, and then there's no one really backing them up that I, of, of any notoriety so it's like i don't know if you're gonna have fantasy guys from the utah jazz on your team you're looking at mark Kanan, and i i don't know if i trust him yet <laughs> are, are you speaking about larry markinen <laughs> markinen i don't i don't know how to say anyone's name and i didn't even try to say wemby's name i just stop i just abbreviate it but Dude. yeah mark I mean, markinen i'm scarred from when he was an early bull and he took so many shots and he shot like 40 percent, and he killed my team and now apparently he shoots 50 percent, and he blocks shots and, and rebounds the ball i guess i don't believe it well yeah last year uh during euro basket laurie markinen became a thing and everybody was like oh man markinen looks incredible and i'm like i'm scarred he's done this to me before he got me and brian uh and i'm like i'm not buying any of this like this is all just this is like telling me ben simmons is gonna start hitting three pointers right so i'm like i'm not doing that and then preseason got here and laurie markinen was balling out and killing people and i'm like Okay, so this is at least getting interesting now. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention to, to him. I'm not gonna go all in on him, but I'm at least gonna pay attention to what's going on. And then the season came along and he went off all year long. And I know. And I, know. I think he's real now. I, I think where do I have Markin in? I've got him he's been in the late teens, like where we're talking about you know, bridges or uh I've got I mean, him at tw- 25. I've got Bridges at 23. I got Markin at 25. All so, right. Yeah. Where, where, are you dra- where are you drafting James Harden? Well, that's something that we talk about in every podcast right now because he's the <laughs> he's the last domino to fall, right? Like we don't know where he's going. We don't know. I, I tell you what, I, I've got him listed at 22. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking him. 42 he's not going to be on my team but i mean i had to list him somewhere on the on the list 
I mean, so I think I James Harden is is he's in a he's in the kind of category with Kyrie Irving, where it's like incredibly talented, but you just can't trust them at this point in their career, and it's too bad. Um, I love to watch both of them play, but um, you know they're on the downside, and we're looking to draft guys who are on the up and up and who are gonna like have really high high reward. I will tell you though on Harden, um, he 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 said what he he called Maury a liar over the summer. Said he'd never play for an organization he's a part of, and then Maury was kind of like, "I'm not going to trade you." And then Maury was okay, maybe I will trade you. And then Harden showed skip media day, but then showed up at practice the next day. And when Harden showed up at that practice, it led me to believe he's at least going to be a good soldier enough to uh, play along and, and be a good, a good teammate in the eyes of the public, I guess, until he gets traded out of there. I, I, I think there's a better chance of him moving right now than sitting. And for a while there, I was worried about him sitting out like, I don't know, a month, half the season, the whole season. I didn't really know. So I at least feel a little bit better about him. There's always that one guy who doesn't show up for the draft and he's auto drafting and then their team is full of like guys no one wants to draft at their position uh, uh, like like Mike Conley and <laughs> it'll be hard in this year and their their team will actually do better than your team and you'll be so annoyed. They'll have um they'll have Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Tobias Harris will be on that team. Tobias Harris, Draymond <laughs> Green, Absolutely. Draymond <laughs> will be all about that team. Yeah, that's hilarious. Maybe Nikola Vucevic, who's like 39 yeah. years old now. And maybe DeMar DeRozan, who I like to draft because he's just so great. But yeah, <laughs> no one's like super excited to grab him at, what is he, 35, 36? Yeah. Zion. Zion's one of those auto auto pick teams, guys. And then Ben Simmons. I don't know about Zion. I actually consider Zion someone who is um, young and exciting and full of potential if he can stay on the court, but um, who's going to take that risk? I mean, he was so good. When was the last time he played basketball? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a minute. And the same with Ben Simmons. You know, when was the last time he played basketball? But now Ben Simmons is out there, you know, videos surfacing, he's dunking. Looks rejuvenated, like totally different guy. I still, man, may, maybe tenth round. I might, I might, but even then, he can't make a free throw. He doesn't shoot threes. No, I, no, I'm I not. He's a, he's a long way from fantasy relevance. I mean, I actually, I wish him well because he plays for for my Nets, and uh, if he could get it together, the team could really come together. But I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant. I saw Rudy Gobert going way deep in drafts. What's going on there? I mean, he's got to play with with Carl Anthony Towns, and that just changes his whole outlook. Pretty much. Um, I mean, the days of him being uh, he just he just didn't score enough, and he and he didn't do enough Rudy Gobert things. I got him at sixty nine. Got him down there with Brooke Lopez and John Morant, who's out for twenty five games. And, your guy Chris Middleton, one of those auto draft guys. Um, I mean, I I love Middleton, but man, that Bucks team is 
they look really old. And I know we watched Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Kidd win a championship, and it can happen. And, uh, you know, Celtics with Paul Pierce and all that. But I know it can happen. And Lillard's on another team for the first time in a long time. Giannis is still, you know, strong. But, man, that team looks old. And we didn't really see Middleton last year very much because he was out all year. And then you take away an old guy, but a really good defensive player in Drew Holiday, which I think he was sort of like the glue that might have held that whole thing together. And then you give yep. him to Boston and you, you take him off Milwaukee, add him to Boston. And now you got Dame, who's not really a defensive guy, playing with Giannis, who might have some chronic issue with his knee i don't know and then you got 50 year old brooke lopez out there i'm i don't know man he's 50 like me and that i'm amazed he's still playing um i uh i actually think we're gonna find out if drew drew holiday is that glue guy i mean i think i agree with you i think he's just the winner and uh and we're gonna find out if marcus smart was a glue guy because uh you know the, he was the heart and soul of the celtics and now um where is he playing? Memphis. Where is 25 he? games Memphis. with no John Moran. That's right. Where do you got Desmond Bain? Oh, I got Desmond Bain high. He's one of my guys. <laughs> I'm going I'm going all in on Desmond Bain, dude. You know that. You knew that before you even said it. Uh, where I do I have? Oh, no, I don't have him very high. I've got him 33. That's kind of low. That's pretty high, I think. But, uh, you know, people have, are, are taking him around there. Yeah, and the thing that's different about these rankings than ones I've done in the past is the ones I've done in the past, it was sort of like a living and breathing document, and this is just like a column that's out there, and I can't really go in and tweak it whenever I feel like it. So it'll be interesting to see how, how, that, how that goes. But um, how excited are you to get Jaron Jackson Jr. on your team? Well, I mean, we didn't. You don't look thrilled. I mean, I, I, I've always wanted him to be what he was supposed to be, and now it finally seems like the moment is here. Um, can I trust him with a second round pick? People are doing it. Um, I'm nervous about it, but yeah, I like blocks and steals, guys. Um, what was? Remember that guy from Charlotte years ago? Let's, uh, we don't have a, someone should have a podcast about whatever happened to this old fantasy stud like Andre Gerald, or Gerald, Gerald Wallace. Wallace, man, that guy was putting up five blocks and fl- five steals at his peak for Charlotte, and it was the most exciting thing. And that's what you're hoping for with Jaron Jackson Jr. is just a little of that Gerald Wallace energy. Well, and you know the other the other guys that fall into the Gerald Wallace categories. Anthony Randolph was there for like two weeks oh, at yeah. the end, was... <laughs> at the end of the 2009 season, right around the time you and I met uh, Anthony Randolph was doing that. You had, um, who was the kid? Eddie Jones that played for the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, Eddie wow. Jones yeah. was a Gerald Wallace type dog. Um, we just wanted, we just wanted them to set Anthony Randolph free and it, ne- it never quite happened. It almost happened. Um, Brian, do you, have you ever played in a best ball league? 
you know have i ever been is? to best buy <laughs> have you ever played uh, no. in a best ball league i don't even know what that is so that is where you draft a team at the beginning of the year and then you just set it off to the side and then the computer takes your five best players or however many you tell it to do and sets your lineup for you after the fact and it's it's kind of becoming all the rage and underdog fantasy this is an advertisement so let me do this underdog fantasy is the number one platform for best ball leagues including fantasy basketball underdogs featured best ball tournament for the upcoming nba season has five hundred thousand dollars in total prizes if you have not tried underdog yet new underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire, which is where we are right now. Uh, the promo code is RWNFL. RWNFL. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNFL to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Now, Brian, I have not spent a lot of time with best ball leagues either. Uh, and neither has Rick Campbell. We did this last week, and, and none of us have really done it. I'm determined to get in there. I'm going to go to Underdog, and I'm going to get me some best ball lineups and see how it goes. I'm, I'm intrigued. Is this still a part of the ad? No. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, uh, I, uh, I am, too. Uh, no, I mean, so it sounds like it's all about your draft and you're not changing your roster. You just set it and forget it and see where, see where you land at the end of the year. You don't even I really mean, that, set it. Like it just, it sets it for you. I mean, it, it's, it's fun because there's no one in the league that's going to ruin everything by like forgetting to set their lineups. That's nice. But I like to be more engaged, but I guess it's a little bit like what we do, which is the postseason uh, fantasy where you kind of draft your guys. You're not going to do a lot of moving. It's just like you hope you drafted the guys that make it to the finals and then you might and uh, have enough points to win. That's kind of fun to watch it. It's like a horse race. You're just watching. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, all right. Who are some guys? I, I guess we already talked about it. Some guys you're staying away from. Um, we talked about a lot of older gentlemen that kind of boring, boring guys. But what about like a Kevin Durant? Are you messing with Kevin Durant this year? Absolutely not. There's just no way. Um, he seems pretty fragile. He's late in his career. I'm not touching him. I'm not touching Anthony Davis or LeBron. Um, it's just, it's just, uh, I don't think it's a winning formula. Uh, are you getting KD on your team? Nope. I don't I don't draft anybody over the age of 29 unless <laughs> unless it's by accident. The, yeah. the one the one guy I do I'm really intrigued by though is Bruce Brown going to Indiana. And I'm I heard you mention him earlier as if he was like part of your draft strategy. Yeah, I, he is. He's like the mascot of my team. He's like the token old guy on my team and he i don't he's probably like 27 years old he's probably not even that old but uh, i'm surprised i haven't heard you mention cam johnson yet yeah I, cam johnson is firmly on my radar and nick claxton and i just think the the nets are going to be exciting again 
I mean, the Nets were exciting back in the day when it was Rondé Hollis Jefferson and D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie. Whatever happened to Spencer Dinwiddie? What team did he end up on? I'm just kidding. I know he's back with the Nets, and I just think it's going to be like that old version of like young, exciting, hustling after a brief experiment with three giant egos. Never works. Uh, Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. It doesn't work when James Harden is involved. Or Kyrie. Or Kyrie. Uh, Bruce Brown, old man Bruce Brown is 27 years old. He's great. I mean, he's a winner. He's he's great. Pacers paid him a lot of money, dude. Pacers brought him in. He got a contract. Yes, for $22 million. And they have Tyrese Halbert, and they have Buddy Heald. They have Benedict Matherin. They have Nimhard. Like, they still have Miles Turner, which everybody, nobody cares about except for me, but that's fine. Jerace Walker, who went off last night. Obi Toppin, 25-year-old Obi Toppin, former Nick. Like, I love so much about this team. And I think I think they brought Bruce Brown in to be a starter. And I think Bruce Brown is one of those guys you can take at the end of your draft, and he's going to get you steals. He's going to get you threes. He's going to get you a, a block here and there. He's going to – He's not going to hurt you anywhere. He's just going to be, he's going to be the glue guy at the end of my fantasy bench this year, Brian. Yeah, he he could get a bunch of rebounds too, uh, you know, from the two two three position wherever they put him. So, yeah, and if you got a contract and he's expected to produce, yeah, maybe he's a guy you want to draft at the end of your draft. Brian, you know, I just noticed as I was looking at the NBA schedule. I think Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks play Real Madrid today at 245. Will you be tuning in to see who wins that? I've got to find out. I've got to find it's got to be on TV, right? Yeah. I think that you you want to see who's on Dallas. Uh, uh, <laughs> what what I mean, they were competitive. <laughs> they were they were playing great defense and they were competitive. Uh was that two years ago in the playoffs? They they advanced. They had um is some of those Nets guys, uh, what's the guy with three names who uh, would would always show up playing 42 minutes for the Mavericks? Uh, what's his name? What Tim Hardaway Jr., was it? <clears throat> no, it was that guy, and I think he's on the Nets now. He has three names, and then Luca would uh, oh, give him the ball. The little guard? There were three names. Oh, I think. Let me see. Uh, skinny, you, skinny you guy. You think he's a net now? He was a part of the trade. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Thank you. <laughs> Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, like you know, you, you never knew. Maybe that guy was, like, the reason that they were having success in that postseason run. And How did I know, forget he... Dorian Finney-Smith? <laughs> Brian. He was just like a guy you'd never heard of, and then he was playing 40 minutes alongside Luca every night. Uh, who's on the Mavericks? You, who's on the Mavericks what, this year? Who, who's on the Mavericks? What would you say if I told you their starting lineup depth chart right now is listed listed as Luca, Kyrie, Grant Williams from the Boston Celtics, who I actually like. Yeah. Olivier right. Maxence Prosper. 
and Derek Lively <laughs> at seven. I don't mean to laugh because I'm I'm ignorant. I don't know who those last two guys even are, which doesn't mean that they're not awesome. You know, like uh, I'm, I'm just a bongo player. <laughs> Olivier <laughs> Maxence Prosper uh, is 21 year old that went to Marquette, and he was the 24th pick of the first round this year. So he was oh, a see. rookie, and okay. Lively has been around for a couple of years. I think he's uh, and he's got, he's got talent but he's listed as center too no he was round one pick he was this year too they're both they're both rookies Derek lively yeah um so those are two rookies but then on their the guys that aren't listed in the starting lineup are Jaden Hardy who we've seen play with Dallas before Tim Hardaway Jr. Josh Green Max Akleba Dwight Powell I'm not sure this I'm not sure the step chart is is where it needs to be it's, it's the preseason for all of us, Brian. I, I guess so. Maybe those one of those rookies is going to fill up the middle and rebound the ball, or, or Luca's just going to grab every rebound. It just seems like more reason to grab Luca. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. If, I don't know how much, how much more of a pounding Luca's body can take. But, um, who else? Who else? Who else you got? Who else are you excited about? Is there anybody else floating around in your head right now that you know? I like watching these guys who like enter the scene with like six to eight blocks a night, and you're like, "Whoa, who, who's that?" So like Kessler and Sangoon and like uh, those kind of guys are uh, exciting to me, but I don't know that I'm reaching for them. I'm just gonna like you know have them on my radar. They're young and unproven and excited. Are you shocked at how high Walker Kessler is showing up in rankings? I am, but I think it's this is his moment. This is his opportunity. But yeah, um, you, you could draft him and end up disappointed. I've got him at forty nine. I got Shengun at fifty three. Is it a sh? Is it a sh? It's a sh. It's a sh. Yeah, I say Shengun. I, I, because I, just, I feel like that's how other people say it. I just read the names. I never hear them pronounced. And then I show up on a podcast and I'm like, Lowry Markanen. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember a couple of years ago, we, we spent an entire episode trying to figure out how to say Isaiah Hartenstein's name. And now we know how to say it. And now we're not drafted him anywhere. I mean, he's backing up Mitchell Robinson again, isn't he? Uh, yes, yes, he is. But it's funny, they played the Celtics last night, and there was a highlight clip on ESPN of Isaiah Hartenstein throwing it down. And it's a 16 second clip of your guy, your former guy. And he didn't even dunk it, he actually released it just before the buzzer sounded. It looked like he dunked it, but he, he really didn't. Uh, but yeah, you're not on the Hartenstein train this year. Well, I, I held him on like every team last year, expecting that when Mitch Rob went down, that he would like really shine, and instead he just played adequately. And so, no, he's not the fantasy stud with minutes that I'd hoped he'd be before he was a Nick. Um, so that's fine. We'll let go. Um, I'm still glad he's on the team. 
I still like the Knicks and the Nets because I live in New York City. Well, Brian, we're getting ready to wind this down here. Um, we're 40 minutes into this bad boy. What what does Guster have going on? Are you going to break any Guster news for us today on this podcast? Like, is there, can you give me okay. the name of the new album? Can you tell me what the, the tour itinerary, so, what, what do we got? Um, I know people uh, tune into this Rotowire podcast to get um, breaking news from the band <laughs> Guster. Uh, I'll say we are uh, doing a, a band phone call in five minutes where we're going to commit to which songs are on the album. And we're going to go on tour in March to promote uh, this album. And that will include a stop in Atlanta for the first time in like four years. There it is. Let's we're going to eat dinner. Game. We're going to eat some pizza and watch basketball or, or not. It never works out. We can never go watch basketball. Well, we did one time. We, we did one time in Nashville. But uh, do you have time to tell the oil spot story real quick before you go get on your phone call or you got to go? Oh, Jesus. I don't know if I remember it because I, I wrote it and it's fun to read. Oh, you wrote it. It's in the diary. Well, I, just, I mean, oil spot, no one knows what that means. But when you're in a band and the band, the tour bus has to leave at um, you know 1 a.m. or whatever, it leaves at 1 a.m. whether you're on it or not. And so if you get left behind, that's called being oil spotted. Um, and no one in our band has ever been oil spotted, um, except me this one time in Connecticut. <laughs> we pulled into a we pulled into a rest stop to get gas. It was like 2.30 in the morning. And, you know, um, this all stems from the fact that you're not supposed to take a crap on a tour bus because <laughs> the toilets can't handle it. So it's like, this is my chance. And hopped off the bus. And weren't you supposed to leave it. like a mint or something on the seat? Yeah, there uh, there was a McDonald's restroom, which I was really excited about. And I left a mint from the driver next to the driver. He's pumping the gas. I took the mint. I put it on his seat because he said, you know, if you're not on the bus, put a mint on the seat and I'll know to wait for you. <laughs> so I did that. And I went in and I came out five minutes later and the bus is gone. And, and I didn't have my phone or my wallet. I had nothing, and it's the middle of the night. And, like, in that moment, you're like, whose phone number do I, like, remember? Because no one remembers phone numbers anymore. And the answer was no one. Like, I knew my wife's phone number, but she's asleep. Um, I knew my parents' phone numbers. I'm not calling my parents. <laughs> I remembered Ryan, our singer's phone number from college. It was six one seven hot dung, and there was that. And I, I tried it. I got the McDonald's manager's phone and I tried it to see if he would answer. And the, like, he, I talked to him later. He was like, "Dude, that was my phone number twenty five years ago. What are you doing?" <laughs> but the way I got out of it, I, I, I did remember our manager's phone number, not the tour manager who was on the bus asleep but our actual manager who was in martha's vineyard i called him i got his voicemail and then before i gave the mcdonald's manager his phone back and that mcdonald's manager hated me he didn't trust me i was a guy with like bloodshot eyes no wallet nothing i'm like i need to use your phone because my bus left me it's three in the morning he, he wouldn't let me out of his view but i called my manager a second time and i got him 
And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I need you to call everyone on that bus for me and have them turn around. So when the bus came back, like 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, to pick me up. I, I said to the driver, and his name was like Mac. And I was like, hey, Mac, man, I put a, I put a mint there. Like, what happened? He's like, you're supposed to put a poker chip on the seat. Don't be putting no mints on my seat. <laughs> it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Oh, man, that's so great. What a great yeah. story. What a great way to end this basketball podcast. Yeah. Good luck well, Brian, with these fantasy drafts, everybody. Good luck yeah, with, we're gonna with do best this, ball. We're going to do this again. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully the Rotowire people like uh, you're never having a drummer on again. I don't think they will. I think they're gonna. I think the I think the oil spot story may have may have may have swung the whole thing. But we'll, we're gonna do this again. Uh, Rick and I will be here on Thursday at eleven a.m. to do this all over again. Brian will not be here for that one, but we'll get him here for another one. Brian, thanks so much for being on. It's good to see you, buddy. Uh, good luck thanks, with your Steve. band call. Let me know how that goes. <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks for having me. Bye, y'all. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.